Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we've got a return guest to tell the story of Jordan Whitehead, the new Jet safety who comes to the Jets from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So who better to help me tell that story than the man who patrols the sidelines for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, not as a coach, but as the sideline reporter for the Buccaneers radio broadcast, Mr. TJ Reeves. TJ, welcome back to the show, brother. I must have done something right. I got a return invite. It is always good to hang out with with you and talk football. There is no offseason. I almost started to say in the offseason. There's no offseason anymore in the NFL trying to keep track of player moves, free agency, draft coming up, and then before you know it, it's going to be training camp time, and here we go with preseason and the regular season NFL. So this is all good stuff. Uh, whatever avenues that you want to travel, I will say that since you and I talked, I had a very interesting time at MetLife Stadium on the sideline about 20 feet away from Antonio Brown melting down live Mm -hmm. on Buccaneers Radio and Fox Sports National TV and then eventually on the internet everywhere as he took his jersey and shoulder pads off and threw them down on the visiting sideline right beside the bench and took off right in front of me running for the end zone. Uh, it's it's arguably the strangest, weirdest, craziest thing that I have ever been a part of in 30 years of doing media, Scott. And that's saying something. 
and, it, and it's a Buccaneer Jet connection. So I'm back today with more Buccaneer Jet connections. I was there, TJ. I saw it, and I'll be honest with you. At the time, I wasn't entirely sure what was going on <laughs> until I went to Twitter, and all of a sudden people were like, did you see what Antonio Brown just did? I thought that maybe he got hurt, and he was just giving the fans a souvenir or something, and then we find out exactly what went on, which must have been weird for Jordan Whitehead because remember, TJ, Jordan Whitehead grew up in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, so he's basically a Pittsburgh boy. So he grew up clearly watching and admiring Antonio Brown as any football player in the Pittsburgh area would have, and that's where his story starts as a little kid at only six years old playing Pop Warner. Believe it or not, and this will shock some people knowing what they know about him now, Jordan Whitehead actually quit football after his first year as a little kid because he didn't like the contact. But of course, he came back a year later and he became one of the best players in his Pop Warner League. And he actually became friends with a kid named Damar Hamlin, who is now, of course, in the NFL. And Hamlin, who is with the Bills right now, was his Pop Warner rival at first, but then they became really good friends. And in fact, it got to the point where Whitehead's uncle would pick Hamlin up three days a week so the two of them could hang out and train together before practices and after practices. And I'm sure you know this, TJ, but even from an early age, Jordan Whitehead was incredibly dedicated. He used to lift in his uncle's garage. And then when he got to high school, he continued to do everything that the coaches would possibly want him to do. Mark Lyons was his coach at high school. And Mark Lyons talked about how when Jordan Whitehead got there, he immediately gave him an opportunity as a freshman to be on the varsity team because he said, this kid's hungry. He's got some skills. Let's see what he can do. And he instantly became a starter, started all four years. And the thing that's wild is that Jordan Whitehead immediately showed off not just his skills on the field, but what he was made of in terms of what he had inside of him. Because, And I think part of this is probably because he has Darrell Revis as a cousin, which is important for Jets fans. He led the team in everything, and I'm not just talking about on the field. I mean, he would lead workouts. He was the unofficial team captain before they even made him a captain. He would take it upon himself to organize the team and do different activities and all that, and it manifested itself on the field because check this out, TJ. As a senior, this is what Jordan Whitehead did. He ran for 1,933 yards, caught 24 passes for 471 yards, had 100 tackles, picked off seven passes, and scored 31 touchdowns, all en route to him getting a full ride to the University of Pittsburgh. But he had plenty of other offers, including Alabama, because he was the number one football recruit in the entire state of Pennsylvania. So before we go any further, TJ... From an early age, Pop Warner, where he was a standout, then to high school, where he gets this opportunity as a freshman and cashes in immediately. Then he becomes the best player in the entire state of Pennsylvania, decides to stay home in Pittsburgh, so he's a loyal kid because he could have gone to Alabama, had a bunch of offers, but obviously Alabama would be the top offer for almost anybody, but not Whitehead. He stays in Pittsburgh. So already you're seeing the makings of what would become a special football player because a lot of times you see these trials and tribulations with these kids where you hear stories about, well, he struggled at points or he didn't get on the field his freshman year or he had to walk on at such and such school. None of that with Jordan Whitehead. Well, and it's ironic uh, with what you were laying out there that at one point he stopped playing because of the physical contact Mm -hmm. of football because if you know anything about him as he developed through his career at Pitt and then he came to the Buccaneers, 
he never shied away from contact while he was here. He never shied away on that pit game take tape. Not the biggest safety, but man, he would level you, especially in the run game coming up in run support. That that's what he would do. And I knew uh, it's interesting when you were rattling off the offensive stats. I knew he had been an offensive player and it had some success, but that's amazing when you're talking about a senior year in high school where you have 1,900 yards rushing as an offensive player. And yet you still have 90 something tackles and seven interceptions as a defensive player playing both ways. No Mm -hmm. wonder if you're doing that at the highest level, you end up being the top player in the state of Pennsylvania. And I'm sure there were many besides just Alabama that would have loved to have had him. Uh, But he ends up staying home and staying at Pitt. And you wonder how much uh, the influence of his cousin Darrell Rivas. And here it is again, Scott, connection mm-hmm. Buccaneers to Jets, mm-hmm. because when Darrell uh, left the Jets the first time, he left on the deal to come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, back in the 2013 season and was only here actually for one year. I got to know him. I got to do his radio show, but he spoke so fondly about his high school days and Aliquippa and Pennsylvania and the loyalty to the Pitt program. It's not surprising that Jordan Whitehead would follow that track. And as you said, TJ, no surprise that there were other teams in the mix. Like I said, Alabama, but also Georgia and Ohio State really wanted him, offered him scholarships. He ends up picking Pittsburgh, and he got to where he was in high school because he worked so hard, as I said, working with his high school's head trainer, Dwayne Brown, on speed and agility, in addition to hitting the weight room constantly. So he was getting himself ready both mentally and physically. Then he commits to Pitt in October of 2014 when Paul Christ was the head coach, but then Christ leaves for Wisconsin, and Pat Narduzzi comes in, who was the defensive coordinator for Michigan State. And now, obviously, you know the story with this, TJ. Anytime a new coach comes in after guys are recruited, sometimes they'll want to transfer. They didn't sign on to play for Pat Narduzzi. Who's this guy? I signed on to play for Paul Christ is what Jordan Whitehead could have said, but that's not what he said. In fact, he got a phone call from Narduzzi, and Whitehead assured him he was going to stay at Pitt. And boy, is it a good thing for Pat Narduzzi. Jordan Whitehead stayed at Pitt because he immediately became a starter as a freshman, became a freshman All-American, was the ACC's Rookie of the Year, led Pitt with 109 tackles and six pass breakups. So immediately, he becomes one of the best safeties in college football. And as he goes along, more and more and more we see that he's a standout at Pitt, not just on defense breaking up passes, not just making tackles, but even at the beginning, as you said, TJ, was incredible in high school that he was able to make an impact on offense. He even had 100-plus yards of offense and two touchdowns his freshman season. So you could see right away that there was just something different about Jordan Whitehead. And again, not the biggest of guys, but a very physical player. And you mentioned about being a team leader. Uh, and that came, obviously, uh, through to the Buccaneers when they began to scout this guy and they were in on this guy, uh, even in his sophomore junior season, uh, because they knew they needed safety help. The Buccaneers' uh, secondary was in help uh, in need of help a couple of different ways uh, at cover corner or at safety. And so they were, they were obviously watching him. They knew the track record. They knew the relationship with Darrell Rivas. Not surprising on any of this stuff. I just keep coming back to the same thing that that while he's not the biggest of players listed at 510 and 200 pounds, and that might be generous on the 200 pounds, he hits like a 230 or 240 mm-hmm. pounder. And that came through even on the college tape out of Pitt. 
you can see how he transformed his body from the time he was a little Pop Warner player to the time where, as you said, 200 pounds, maybe a little generous, but still somebody who knows how to leverage his weight, leverage his body, and use his strength to be able to go ahead and make an impact on the football field from a physical standpoint. In fact, the head trainer that I talked about before from his high school, who he worked with extensively, said this about Jordan Whitehead. When players get into the NFL, it comes down to how badly they want to be great. Some guys have it. Some guys don't. Some guys are willing to work for it. Some guys aren't. Jordan is all of that and more. So you can see right there the high praise that he's getting from very important people, including Tom Brady, which we'll get to in a little bit, because Tom Brady had some really nice things to say about Jordan Whitehead and really bonded with him when he first got to Tampa Bay, which I'm sure you know all about, TJ. But before we get to that, I want to talk about him getting drafted in the fourth round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he was drafted by Dirk Cutter. So a similar situation pops up here for him because, remember, we talked about how he committed when Paul Crist was the head coach of Pittsburgh, and then Crist leaves, and in comes Pat Narduzzi, and he's got a whole new coach that he didn't bargain for. Same thing happens in Tampa Bay because Dirk Cutter gets fired after Whitehead's rookie season. And by the way, no surprise here, TJ. What did Jordan Whitehead do when he came into Tampa Bay? Not an immediate starter like he was in high school and college, but he bided his time, got on the field when he could, and then by October he was a starter and never looked back, had an excellent rookie season, and now he's got a brand new head coach in Bruce Arians. So he goes from Dirk Cutter to Bruce Arians, and there had to be trepidation, you would think, because this is a completely different regime. And as we know, TJ, Bruce Arians is a very different animal than Dirk Cutter. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, that was at a time, obviously, where the Buccaneers had struggled in the 2017 season before he got to Tampa Bay. And then the 2018 season, it continued, and it was rather obvious there was going to be a coaching change. And Mike Smith, a name you didn't mention, who's the former Atlanta Falcons coach, longtime defensive coach in the NFL, he was the defensive coordinator. And Smith, Smith was actually under fire uh, after the 2017 season and the way the defense had floundered. And Dirk Cutter ended up having to fire Mike Smith in the middle of Jordan Whitehead's rookie year because of how bad the defense had been repeatedly, week after week, not showing improvement, including the secondary at times looking lost. Where uh, I still remember a game in Chicago early on in that 2018 season where the Buccaneers ended up getting blown out. Uh, and again, I see a different game from the sideline just from the standpoint, I don't see the same thing that you're seeing up high in the second level or in a press box on uh, pass routes, who's covering who. TV obviously does a much better job of this with replays real quick. This guy's not covering the right guy. This guy's wide open in the formation. I don't see that same thing live down on the down on the field, but I kept getting things off the air from our analyst up high from somebody in that Chicago game at Soldier Field, uh, the 2018 season we're talking about, Jordan's rookie year, uh, somebody that's up high in the stands, actually, that had my number that's a Buccaneer guy that knew me is texting me going, hey, there's three Chicago Bears open on every play. What's going on in this secondary? So I lay that out to say there was tons of confusion. Mike Smith ends up getting fired. You're playing out the string. This is his rookie year. And then Bruce Arians comes in, and you're right, much different coach, much more relaxed, but a veteran, proven defensive coach in Todd Bowles with Todd Bowles' staff, and Bowles had obviously been a head coach of who, as you know, the Jets as well before that. I think it stabilized things. It helped with the uh, development and the improvement of Whitehead 
and the other safeties uh, that have come through there and the secondary that's come through there. And this team was different and better right away in 2019 and then obviously goes on to ascend to a Super Bowl win in no small part because the defense began to play much better. The secondary began to play much better at the right time in 2020 in Jordan's third season for the Super Bowl run. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. TJ, Arians took a liking to Jordan Whitehead instantly, which is not a surprise considering how intense Jordan Whitehead is, how serious he is about football, and how Bruce Arians has a very similar personality. Here's what Arians had to say about Whitehead. The one thing about Jordan is he'll throw his face in the fan. He's not afraid to mix it up. He's really improved his pass defense, especially man coverage. He's working hard, extremely hard. He's bulked himself up so that he can be as physical of a safety as there is, and he's got a great nose for the football. As he continues to improve, especially in the pass defense, I think we've got a really good player here. And Todd Bowles really took a liking to him, too. And as you said, it really helped improve that Tampa Bay Bucks secondary, especially since Bowles really seemed to understand how to deploy Jordan Whitehead because he had Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield Jr., who at the time was a rookie, and he used all three of them as sort of a three-headed monster, really did a lot to fix that Tampa Bay secondary. Well, and you bring up that point that Winfield was a rookie playing a bunch of the time and Mike Edwards was only a second-year player because he came in in the same draft with Whitehead the previous uh, season in in, uh, 2018. He might have been 2019 where Edwards was a rookie. So you didn't have anybody with more than a couple of years' experience playing in that secondary, and they just gelled. As that season went on in 2020, they really came together, and Nick Rapone, the, uh, the safeties coach, deserves a lot of credit with that as well. 
Um, and again, there's a lot to like. And, and Whitehead had some trouble staying healthy. I mean, at the end of the 2019 season, he had a hamstring injury, but he came back and was largely healthy for most of the Super Bowl run in the 2020 season and made a couple of big plays, had a big strip fumble in the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers. Um, and uh, and had a couple of big tackles in the in the Super Bowl win over the Chiefs. So he ended up being a contributor uh, to this team and really really blossomed. Uh, he's one of several for Jason Light, the GM, John Spitek, his assistant GM, and their staff, where they're able to identify some mid round picks. Somebody like him, somebody like a Chris Godwin, somebody like an Ali Marpet as an offensive lineman et cetera, et cetera, to come in and make a key contribution. You got to have guys that you're picking, you know, third round, fourth round that can occasionally come in and end up being starters and stars and fit under your salary cap for the money that you have to pay them. And Jordan Whitehead would definitely fit into that category. And Tom Brady really liked him too when Brady came in in 2020. He approached him and said he really appreciated his game and he knew all about Aliquippa because remember, he had played with Darrell Revis that one year in New England. Darrell Revis, Jordan Whitehead's cousin, and he played for years with Ty Law, who is another excellent cornerback who came from Aliquippa. So a lot of great defensive backs that came from there. Whitehead said Brady knew all about Aliquippa when we talked. A lot of people do. So again, he has the endorsement of Bruce Arians, of Todd Bowles, and now Tom Brady. If you're a football player, I'm not sure how you get any higher than that. Yeah, that's great stuff. And he knew about Darrell Rebus because Rebus kept stymieing him with the Jets and making interceptions and making plays. And that's that's another reason why uh, the GOAT would also know your name. But yeah, uh, one of the fascinating aspects of, of Brady coming to the Buccaneers in 2020 is how he bonded even with the younger guys. And he he obviously understood we got to bring everybody along, including the younger guys, to buy into the, the program and try to win and win at the highest level. So he would know their names. He would know Jordan Whitehead's name, Antoine Winfield, the rookie's name, of course. Antoine Winfield Sr. also intercepted Tom Brady back in the 2001 season. So how about, how about the ultimate flashback? Your dad picked me off 20 years ago. Now you're on the team <laughs> with me on the defensive side of the ball for Winfield Jr., Jordan Whitehead's safety mate. So, uh, again, uh, Brady, Brady would know the name of reserve offensive linemen. Brady would know the name of reserve linebackers on his team, young players, even practice squad players. Uh, so that, that, that is all part of the leadership he showed, and it really helped everybody begin uh, to feel more comfortable. I mean, I, I remember talking to several different guys you know, offensive players, what's it like to be in that meeting room with him? What's it like to be on that sideline with him when you all are looking at those uh, surface tablets and going over? And they said, it's unreal. It's a clinic. You almost have to remind yourself or pinch yourself. I'm really part of this. And that's the greatest of all time that's doing this. But he would do the same thing with defensive guys. He would go over to their side and say, we need a stop. You know, we let's go. Let's go get up. Let's go get the ball back, uh, et cetera. And he would know their names, too. So, uh, when the greatest of all time knows your name and has given you an endorsement, that is a big deal for Jordan Whitehead, for sure. By the time the Tampa Bay Bucks won a Super Bowl, many football fans would know the name Jordan Whitehead because he had a huge postseason. He had the number one grade of any defender on the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, according to PFF, in the postseason that year. And on top of that, we know what he did in that game against the Green Bay Packers with the one force fumble and the recovered fumble. But through it all, Everybody notices his game since he's six years old. His biggest fans 
are his parents, Greg and Antonia Whitehead. And in fact, it's said that they are fanatical about their son because they never miss his games until the COVID season where people weren't allowed to attend. His mother, Antonia, had never missed one of his games. His father, Greg, joked about how they like to make a party of it. He said, have you ever seen Baker Mayfield's commercials of him living at the Brown Stadium? That's what we say about my wife, Antonia. She's there opening up the stadium hours before kickoff, before every game. So if you look at Jordan Whitehead's journey, what it really is all about is he had that encouragement from his parents who continue to be his biggest supporters. He had that work ethic. He had that drive in every step of the way. He has taken the ball and run with it and become one of the better strong safeties in the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and say he's an all pro or a pro bowler or anything like that, but he's become a really good player who's made a lot of big plays, garnered respect from so many key people, and he seems like exactly the type of player that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala want here with the Jets because he's a high-character kid who lives, eats, breathes, and sleeps football. Well, and he's cashed in, obviously. He's making roughly, what, seven times the money, two years, $14.5 million than what he was making on his rookie contract with the Bucks. And it's really an interesting situation for him because it's only a two-year deal. It is really a prove-it-to-stick-around-in-New-York type deal that if he does well, if he does what uh, Douglas believes, having signed him, what Salah believes as a defensive mind and the head coach believes he can do, there's a chance at a much bigger contract to stay in New York, to get a reworked deal, to get an extension, et cetera. But it's fascinating that it's only a two-year deal here because it gives him options as well. It's a two-way street on what to do. But uh, as much as we hate to see him go down here, and we, and we realized uh, that last year, 2021, was an aberration where the Bucks were able to keep everybody because they had planned it that way with their salary cap if they wanted to, that they could keep their stars and their prominent players for the money they were making. They knew, they knew come 2022, we've got all these different free agents and we can't re-sign all of them because once they get on the open market, they're going to get an offer like Jordan Whitehead did from the Jets. And now instead of Jordan Whitehead's number being somewhere around a million dollars for us, we can't pay him $7 million a year like the Jets can and pay this guy over here what we want to pay him on his increase and the other guy and the fourth guy. You can't pay them all. So Whitehead ends up cashing in, and it will be interesting to see how he fits in with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, hopefully, TJ, two years from now, he's signing another contract with the New York Jets because he continues to do what he's done every step of the way which is meet and exceed expectations. And if you're a Jets fan, no reason to think that he can't do it because, as I said, he's done it in every spot he's ever been in, from Pop Warner all the way up to the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. TJ Reeves, sideline reporter for Tampa Bay Buccaneers Radio. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about the journey of Jordan Whitehead with me. Really appreciate it. I think we got a much clearer picture of the person that's coming here to play for the New York Jets at Strong Safety. I know you got to run, but before you do, please tell everybody how they can check out everything you're working on and follow you on social media. Listen, you are great uh, to have me and to talk about this guy. And I'll say one more thing about him. It's not going to hurt for Robert Sala in his locker room to have a guy off the Super Bowl champions that knows how to lead. And that's what you were alluding to earlier in our conversation. So Jet fans should be excited for that factor as well. Thank you for having me. Find me online on social media at Buck Sideline Guy, B-U-C, Buck Sideline Guy. I was going to go with something boring and just say, you know, 
TJ's Twitter handle, but we just decided <laughs> to tie it into the Buccaneers. Buck sideline guy. Well, TJ, that Twitter handle certainly fits you well. Make sure you follow TJ on Twitter at Buck sideline guy and check out everything he's working on as we get ready for the NFL draft. TJ is going to be part of the live Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft coverage. So do not miss out on an opportunity to see what he's doing with that and everything else that he's working on right now. Also, make sure that you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic videos up right now breaking down some of the Jets' newest acquisitions. He'll have one up on Jordan Whitehead fairly soon, so you can watch the video of his All-22 to go along with what TJ and I were talking about today on the show. Watch all our videos and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Mugs, caps, hoodies, it's all there. tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.